Hello, my name is uh, Pastor Joey Newton, and I serve as the pastor here at Newtown Bible Church. I want to thank you for visiting our site and for clicking on this video. And in it, I want to take just a few moments to address the Christian response to the coronavirus, and particularly to that tension we feel as Christians in our desire to fellowship with one another, and yet not being able to do so. Of course, that desire for fellowship is essential to what it means to be a Christian. All of the pictures of the New Testament give us the idea of our unity to one another. Paul said that we are members of one another in Romans 12. And then, of course, there are those pictures. We are pictured as a building. We are pictured as a temple. We are pictured as the body of Christ. In fact, that's the unity that's put on display every time we as Christians practice the Lord's Supper. We are publicly identifying with Christ as his body. We are publicly symbolizing our fellowship with the risen Christ by his Spirit, and by that same Spirit who indwells us, our participation with one another in that life of Christ as his body. And so it's essential to how we love one another, which is also a part of this life that we share in Christ. Jesus said that we are to love one another as he loved us, and in fact, by our love to one another, the world will know that we share in his life, that we belong to him. And yet, in this circumstance, this unusual circumstance, we find ourselves unable to gather. Coronavirus has impelled us or compelled us to have to spend some time separate, not gathering together in groups, even limiting our or foregoing our gathering together in one another's homes. And we feel that, and we, we feel it deeply, because that inability to gather together goes against the most basic drive and this comp compulsion that we have uh, to spend time together. However, even though there is a physical separation that we must uh, practice, I want to encourage you with this fact. We are still spiritually united to one another. And while this does change the particulars of how we express that, it doesn't change the essential fellowship that we have with Christ and that we have with one another. And as a footnote to that, I would just encourage you to take whatever extra time, for not everybody has that, but for those who do have extra time, to be sure to remember your spiritual disciplines and uh, maybe increase them, you increase your time in prayer, increase your time in the Word, and take more time to read some books that will point us to Christ and the glories of the gospel, and whatever it is that we have that will build us up in our faith. I'd say take the time to do that. But more importantly, I want us to realize that we don't have to completely neglect our fellowship. Certainly we do in terms of our physical proximity to one another, but not in terms of our encouragement to one another. And that actually is a very important point. As a matter of fact, Christian fellowship is Christian. It's not merely gathering together, but it is that when we gather together, there is a particular content to our fellowship. There is substance to it. It, it has a kind of substance that's shaped by the gospel and our faith in Christ and our faith in his word. 
so that if somebody were looking on the outside, they would clearly say, in whatever activity we do, those are Christians gathering together. And the way the scripture talks about this fellowship and gives us direction is through the many one another commands, how we are to treat one another, how we are to build up one another in the faith. And that's where I really want us to find our encouragement and to say that though we can't gather for this time in one building and in one place, we can continue to practice that kind of Christian fellowship, that kind of fellowship that practices the one another's and encourages one another and builds one another up in our faith. And in that way, we can still display that love of Christ that is essential to our life as Christians. So don't think of this time in terms of what we cannot do, but let's think of it in terms of what we can do. Maybe even forming some new spiritual disciplines or spiritual habits that will carry over into our lives and the, the life of our body fellowship once all of this passes away. So how do we do that? Well, as I said, by practicing the one another's. We're going to post a full list on our website, but let me just to whet your appetite, give you a few examples. In 1 Thessalonians 5.11, we have Paul's instruction that we are to encourage one another and to build one another up. And that certainly is something that we can continue to do now. As a matter of fact, he says just that. He says, therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you also are doing. You can encourage somebody through a text, through a phone call, through a card, some way to let them know that you are thinking about them. You can encourage them with a verse from Scripture. You can encourage them in whatever ways that is laid on your heart that will build them up in their faith, that will help them to carry on. We can spur one another to love and good deeds. As a matter of fact, even though the writer of Hebrews puts this in the context of gathering together, we can find ways to creatively do that in the meantime. He says, uh, let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. And of course, he says, not forsaking our own assembling together. Well, we can't do that part of it, but we can do the first part. And again, by staying in contact, by getting in touch with someone and finding out where they're struggling, what is a way that we can serve them? What are some practical ways maybe that we can show them love? There's many who might be struggling with physical needs. There's people who might be struggling with financial needs. There are people who might be struggling with worry or with fear about what the future holds. And this is a wonderful time to come alongside them and point them back to their sufficiency in Christ, to God's providence, to God's nearness and presence. We are looking in Psalm 139 in our Sunday morning, and David says, where can we flee from his presence? Even if we go to the remotest part of the sea, even there, his right hand will lead us. We need to remind each other of these things. In Colossians, we're said to let the word of Christ richly dwell within us, and from that place of it dwelling in us, we are to teach and admonish one another. We do that by gathering virtually like this or on Sunday mornings as we can still gather around the Word and continue our study. 
that we can teach one another, we can admonish one another, we can exhort one another, and we can encourage one another. But probably one of the greatest things as well that we can do is we can pray for one another. And that we can do anywhere that we are, anytime during our day. We can hold one another up in prayer. And James encourages us to do that in James chapter 5. In chapter 5, verse 16, he says this, Therefore, confess your sins to one another. We can certainly do that as well through phone calls, again, staying in contact. But then he says this, And pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. How can you lift up your brothers and sisters in prayer? How can you lift up your local church in prayer, your pastors in prayer, other Christians around the world in prayer, many of whom are suffering far greater than we realize in our own country? How do you know what needs are there among the body in which you are involved? Take them to the Lord in prayer. Let others know that you are praying for them. And in this way, we can maintain our fellowship and maybe even direct our hearts to reach out to others that otherwise we would have found it easier to neglect or to not get involved. I want to just encourage you again to take this time as an opportunity. Take it as an opportunity to be creative in the ways that we express our Christian love to one another. Take it as an opportunity to grow and to increase in our spiritual disciplines and fellowship with the Lord. Take it as an opportunity to display to the world that even though there are these inconveniences, nothing, nothing can confine the Word of God, can confine the Word of God, and can hinder our expression of genuine care for believers. And of course, our neighbors as well. Take this as a time to reach out to them. Maybe that, that could be your particular witness to them, to know what their needs are, how you can encourage them, and how they're handling all of this. Obviously doing that in ways that are appropriate and won't make anyone feel uncomfortable, but as God gives you opportunity and pray for those opportunities, uh, look for ways to encourage. And I hope this has been an encouragement to you. Again, I want to thank you for visiting our site. I want to thank you for those who are a part of the body at Newtown Bible Church for your faithfulness. And I, with you, do eagerly long when we can once again be in one another's presence to worship our Lord together. May the Lord bless you. Thank you.